0: Should we go? Should we go?
1: I've got a little sing-song for when you come to me in the actual bit.
0: Uh, Me too. too. You're listening to That League One Podcast. Hello, welcome back to That League One Podcast. Hopefully you're all well. Um, A decent points return for the boys this weekend. One of the best after quite a few weeks of very limited points between the four of us. Uh, Ben, it's great to see you. And I'm sure it's great to see us because (laughs) 3-0 three points I mean could your weekend have got any better
2: yeah it was nice nice to win um back in with a chance and uh, back with three points
0: An important three points as well we'll come back to that and how important that could be is there a chance could they could they pull off a miracle we'll come back to that later uh Jake for you <sighs> it's um do you want to sing the song do you want to sing a
3: song read to the reason to the, read to the, the, the crowd say Rico Haki oh what a boy yeah no Baudy, mate. it's amazing to taste victory for the first time since the 28th of November, and in that period we've drawn four and we've lost four as well. It's been it's been pretty hellish, but we got a reward yesterday and we, we deserved it. on a On a not, it's not an easy place to go, Burton, on on, a, on an awful pitch. Um, but it was good. Sold out away end. Some very very chaotic limbs in that terrace behind the goal. There were people literally. On the floor, it was fantastic. But yes, I've got a spring in my step this morning, Wardy. Looking forward to it.
0: Tom, still top of the table. Not 4-0. And, you know, there was a part, I I put a tweet out for about 30 seconds and it was, please somebody score at 4-0. I I don't know who it is. Pompey make it five, Northampton get one back because I cannot deal with a 4-0 written all over it respectfully it's it it just it would have made this next hour and a half or so feel even longer uh, of course i'm joking i'm glad that you you got the three points um for one though and I, I think probably the only game quite a few red cards this weekend and, and your uh game was one of them but didn't seem to fade you too much
1: no and i don't think it will stand either you just remind me what number episode we're on wardy 22 no mm-hmm. oh. Well, as Taylor Swift famously once sung, "I don't know oh. about you," it's TLOP twenty two. Oh,
0: Jesus! Yes, he has editorial control as well.
1: Planned the <laughs> yeah. week. Um. Yeah. No. Good. I've. I They've think... all
0: left now, Tom. You're speaking to no one. They've all
3: switched <laughs> off. They've all switched <laughs> I... off.
1: I thought it was. I thought it was worth. It's not it only it. that
3: was breaking yeah. into song, not us two.
1: Been waiting for 22 weeks to do that. Yeah, no, I was. I was very. I mean, we'll get onto it in a little bit more detail later on. But I was very pleased. It was the. Uh, I said it after the Bolton game, and that nearly bit me up the arse. But I want to say it again: a performance worthy of promotion material. Put it that way.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, staying with you, Tom. Have uh, you got? Have you got a, a shout out of the week? We're going to go early in our shout out of the week. Have you got one? I have indeed.
1: And you boys are going to absolutely love this. Um, I am delighted to say that a uh, we had a, a new friend came over and said hello to us. Little Katie, who was lovely to meet. Never met her before. So I reckon she was about 10 or 11. She told me what they thought of the game. You would have seen her on the video if you've watched it. Then her dad took a picture of me uh, with me and her, normal stuff. And then to my absolute shock and delight, Katie's dad had taken the picture and then said, thanks, Tom, up the tealot and off he walks. And I was like, ah. Oh. Katie's dad, you're a legend. So,
3: got a name for Katie's away. dad, or is he just? Well, I ju- we're just going to call
1: him Katie's dad. Katie's dad. Thank you, dad. for Katie's so Dad. Vague. Yeah, but that's all I got. But I thought it was a good one.
0: We'll stay with Pompey because that'll be the first game we'll touch on. Um, and Jake, you had Portsmouth. Um, I think, I think. Well, like I said to the boys, if you're a patron, you'd have heard before we hit record. The match of the day style we're going with. I think I think I've got a decent running here. We're going to go Pompey first because, uh, to be fair, there's. I think as of the last two weeks, the game weeks have been hotting up. Uh, we'll start mm-hmm. with Pompey though, Jake uh, against Northampton, four-one to the
3: home side. Good result. Yeah, Pompey strengthened the grip on on that league one title with another emphatic win over the Cobblers this season. That's that's a, an aggregate score of seven-one to, to Portsmouth mm-hmm. over Northampton this year. Connor Ogilvy got the ball rolling just seven minutes in with a diving header from a. An unbelievable free kicking from Marlon Pack. It's in that area where the defenders don't really want to run back towards their own goal because they feel they put it in and the keeper don't want to come and get it because he's scared of clattering in with a defender. Ogilvy, great header down in front of the Milton end. From that point on, relentless Pompey pressure, really, for me. Um, Second goal came just nine minutes later. It's excellent centre-forward play. I don't think this will get... Mentioned very much, but excellent center forward play by Bishop in the build up. Comes, comes deep, collects the ball, lays it off to, to Marlon Pack, who sprinkles out a delicious, another delicious crossfield pass to, to Paddy Lane, who just takes care of the rest because that's what he seems to do. Nappers and, and, and Tom will tell you it probably should have been three by half time. It definitely should have been three. Um, Foul given on uh, part Harris. Bit of a soft penalty. Uh, it was, you know, a bit, a bit of contact in the penalty area, but it was given. And a fun fact for you, Tom, Cobby I mean, Bishop okay. has missed three penalties for Portsmouth this year, all in front of the Milton end, all between the minutes, minute 40 to minute 45. Uh, wow. Thank you very much, Logan, for putting that on Twitter. I very much appreciated that. that was was Logan's awesome. a
1: tea lopper, isn't he?
3: Logan is a tea lopper. He is go. probably, Good arguably, man. one of the OG tea loppers, But But, um, yeah. Um, Great. It 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 was, it was the only dampener on the day really for Portsmouth was the red car from, from McIntyre. Ogilvy sells him short, and I think what gets him sent off is the reaction of the bench and the and the, and the away team. Uh, look, he gives a decision, the referee a decision to make. He looks like he's used a bit of excessive force from from the TV camera. Tom will have had the best view on it, and Tom will be able to provide you with it because he was right in front of it. But. I can sort of see why maybe he's gone that way. But for me, I've looked at the challenge. For me, it, it's only a yellow card. However, that only really sorted to, you know, get the the home side and G'd them up a lot. And uh, they went and got the, the third through Paddy Lane. That's four goals against the Cobblers this season just for Paddy Lane. And then Callum Lang topped off a, a home debut with an assist and also a goal in front of the Fratton End, which is a, a great week, a great way to top off the weekend for, for Moose's Blues. Mark Leonard probably scored the best consolation goal you're ever going to see. Uh, <laughs> one hell of a player in and off the crossbar. Definitely up for goal of the week. Um, but that does condemn Northampton to back-to-back defeats for the first time since October, which I think is a pretty good run for, for the Cobblers. Pompey back on uh, for two points a game and a return to the championship looks ever closer for the famous South Coast club.
1: Fifteen games to go.
0: Tom, I've I've seen you put on Twitter, is it 15 games? And you, did, you said until potentially a Pompey championship era begins. It, uh,
1: a word is potentially.
0: It sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds good. It sounds good. Will it be good? Will it happen? Tom, what did you make of it? Jake said there you've got a good angle on the red car. But beyond that, the general game itself, it looked convincing. It looked comfortable. And I'm going to spoil what I've written down for the, the roundup later. Every week now feels as though, in the last couple of weeks, feels as though it's been a step closer to the quality you showed in the early stages of the of, of the season. I think there was a bit of a dip, but you're now regaining that that level of quality.
1: Yeah, it's it's everything we've really been after at Fratton Park recently. Marlon Pack said it in his post match. I, I addressed the red card first and foremost. Put it this way: I was interested to see which way the foul would actually be given. That's I think tells you a lot on on where I stand with it. I obviously don't think it is. Saw it in real time; it was literally right in front of us. Um, I don't actually think Tom McIntyre makes the contact that the referee or the lino thinks he does. I think the lino is the wrong side to see it. It's a great angle from behind the goal. I don't know if you've seen the replay where you you can actually see that there's very minimal yeah. contact, if any, uh, which is why I'm. And the good thing is they've got a clear angle that shows the reason why it should be overturned. Um. Bit of, we were chatting about it in this in the stand whether it's serious foul play or a professional foul depends on whether he gets a three game or a one game ban so I don't know what the rationale is behind that I haven't looked and I haven't seen I'm hoping Monday morning they're going to lodge a uh, lodge an appeal because it screams to me of do you remember the um the cat Ka- Calvert Lewin one that that they got overturned do you remember the one at the Charlton... Oh, at Palace was it at yeah, Palace at, at Sorry, Palace, right, Palace. Uh, yeah. a couple, do you a couple of the- weeks ago. The one at the Valley as well, where one angle shows it looks like it's a leg breaker and the other angle actually shows that the referees made not yeah well, howler. It, yeah, it, it, it gives stuff. me, it's not, I'm not saying those are the three, the same challenges. I'm just saying that the same sort of vibes I'd be interested to get your neutral opinions on it. Jake thinks it's yellow. I don't even think it's a foul. And I'll ask you to in a minute. The last thing I will say on Pompey, because Jake's covered the game fantastically well and we'll speak about it at length. On Sunday Live, look forward to seeing the roundups from both you and Ben on it, Wardy. But our response to when things haven't quite gone our way this season is the quality that I think might just get us promoted. Every setback, be it an injury to Paul Robertson, etc., getting turned over at home by Leighton Orient Blackpool, that's then been followed by a really strong run of results. And it takes a real steal, a real strength for that kind of thing to spur you on and make you respond better and and, and give you that impetus. And, And that's what I really love the most about Pompey at the minute. Ben, do you think it's a red? Didn't see it. Baldy?
0: No. No, I don't think it was. I can see why. I think Jake's spot on with his point about the, if you look at the angle, I think it's the angle you're speaking about behind the goal. Um, The bench go mental. And to be fair, Brady is um, the gaffer at Northampton. He is quite a fiery guy. I, I remember against uh, Oxford. He was screaming at that, at that sports official every time official doesn't didn't give him that decision. I, I think he's a top manager. he's done a great job, but he has got a tendency to to uh, let maybe his his thoughts explode at times, which again can work in in his favor and out of his favor. Yeah, I think it worked so in his favor yesterday because you know it, it was a, a case of you could see the angle you could see everybody sort of jump and scream. I can see why you know what I can't, I'm not going to blame the referee for his decision at the time. The
1: lineo gives it... it. The ref, what didn't give the foul? The Lino flagged. The ref was happy to carry on. Watch it back.
3: I think then, but then the lino is probably better placed where it takes place on the pitch. It's probably right He's in what... front of the linesman. So therefore, the referee probably seeks his advice because he goes, "Well, you're in a better place to see it than I am. Can you let me just know what your thoughts are?" And the lino clearly thinks that McIntyre's used excessive force to try and win the ball back, which is which he it did
0: affect the flow. That did it. It, it, it didn't affect, affect the if anything, made better,
3: which was great. So, in fact, you uh, yeah. doubled
0: your double your goals tally after the red card itself. So, you know, let's you know, <laughs> it's not the end of the world, is it? I'm sure you'll survive. <laughs> um, let's touch on uh, posh next because they hosted Wigan, and I think there's a there's a few shocks in there. There's a few shocks in that one. I'm just trying to work out who's got the game. It is, of course, Ben Peterborough Wigan, Ben,
2: <clears throat> yeah, Peterborough, not um they were first loss in 13 the game that their last loss was Wigan away Wigan ending that streak as well still two points a game at home scored you know you know two goals in the game that they've lost at home this season lost 4 to... um in the season to Dive where they lost 4-2 Ricky J. Jones did manage to pull one back Knight gets one back so again 3-0 down it kind of sugarcoated to be closer than it actually was obviously in a week that Mason Clark was sold to Coventry, but loan back a man that's got 10 goals 5 assists at the age of 24 they brought Ola Kibwee in late in the window Jed Steer returned to the football club up for Wigan good performance on the road Theo Asgard Fellow Asgard sorry 2 goals 1 assist 6 goals 2 assists for him this season as well the 4th away victory of the season on course of one 1.5 0.5 points a game. Great result for Wigan. Away at Peterborough, who uh, are a bit shaky uh, in the last couple of weeks, but they'll bounce back, I'm sure.
0: Jake, Peterborough, agree. I think they're still in a, in a good position.
3: Yeah, massively. They've, they've kept their assets, haven't they? Poku, Mason Clark, whilst he has been sold, has, has come back. Ronnie Edwards didn't even hear anything while we were live on Thursday night about anyone coming in for Ronnie Edwards, which is bizarre, given how much of a talent he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, just an off day for Peterborough, um, and they still scored two goals. And if, you know, you having an off day, and you are still scoring twice, and you know, you you pretty nifty going forward. So, yeah, I I, I, th- I very much think they're still in the automatic hunt if they can, you know, iron out these mistakes against teams such as Wigan. Clearly, you have a number on them this year. Then I think we're talking about a, a side that have every capability of, of finishing those top two spaces.
0: I think it's more frustrating for them that Derby won and Pompey won. They sort of got away with it with the Bolton point, but mm-hmm. you've got two teams above them that they got three points. Peterborough will be kicking themselves and that could be one you look back at the end of the season with a, a feeling of regret. Yeah. Oxford, uh, Bolton now. Bolton won, Barnsley won. Uh, that's my game, I believe. Uh, Not a great one in terms of the the quality itself. I wasn't wasn't too impressed with it. I expected a little bit better when when you looked at the the general rhythm of the game. And, And Bolton never really found their rhythm. I think I said, or somebody said last week about Bolton, they've sort of moved away from this inconsistency within performance where they sort of go a little bit passive, a little bit slow. And yesterday, sorry, last week against Carlisle, I thought they were incredible at finding that gear and finding a way to sort of demolish Carlisle. And yesterday, I think we've jinxed it because yesterday was the total opposite. They couldn't find that gear and they couldn't find that rhythm. Um Barnsley really clinical with that first half score with their only shot on target. But then you look back and Bolton, he created an XG of 0.32 in that first 45. So really, really passive. They have majority of the possession, over 70% of the ball. Again, that's the way Ian Everett wants his side to play with ultimate control, but nothing to show for it. Second half opened up a little bit. I thought Aaron Collins is a breath, a breath of fresh air at Bolton. He really changed the game. I think a lot of people have said after the game that Collins has to start with Bod Varson, who also came on for Bolton in that second 45. That Dion Charles... Adabasia front two, it's not clicking as as it, as it has done in, in the last couple of weeks. In the last two, I thought we've seen a, a feel of, yeah, maybe not tiredness, but it needs a bit of refreshment. I think that's probably why Aaron Collins has come in. He's definitely a refreshing face and somebody who can provide that moment of magic and, and generally just lift aside in an attacking phase. And to be fair, he came on and and did do that, He got the assist for the goal. And on reflection I think Bolton I think Barnsley come away with it more for straight they didn't win the yeah. game I think if you look yeah. at it more I think Barnsley actually feel his two points dropped and you know you've done well if you go to Bolton and feel that you've, you've dropped two points at Bolton right I think Bolton were were pretty lackluster in the first half second half grew into it like I said after the subs were made I think they were quite late for me and ever he made a mistake on that front he could have made those at half time and, and got a quicker impact but yeah I think Barnsley better chances and like I say, I come back to that point. If you come away feeling like you've missed an opportunity at Bolton, considering the form they're in and the position they're in, just by looking at the league table, you've done something right. Mm. So I think a, a point's good. I think a point is good for Bolton in this game, which is maybe not what people expect. But if you delve deeper into it, it's, it's not quite as as face value. Um, anything to add to that, boys? I, I, I don't. We, we were you know, waxing lyrical of Bolton last week. And a
3: week later, Jake, it's
0: not quite the same.
3: Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to to point out how well Barnsley played yesterday. I thought they were excellent yeah, going forward. Um, McAtee and, and Cole were, were causing all sorts of problems. And you look at, Barnsley should have scored more than one goal yesterday. You look at the chances. Devante Cole had one that was uh, well saved at the front post. McAtee had a chance that he probably should have scored. And then there was a strike, I think it might have been from... Luca Connell on the edge of the box that Nathan Baxter got down really well to 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 save it, and I, I think and I, I watched Taylor's video with his horrific horrific braids in his hair um, <laughs> yesterday, and I I, I walked to I walked away from that video and watching the highlights and, and listening to to Bolton fans go, Barnsley should have won that, and, and Bolton, the problem is at the minute you know you have the high of last week and you come back Barnsley again. You know, massive game. You know, they've got the number over them after beating them in the playoffs last year. You want to see a a, a real performance put on for that that massive crowd because I think there was twenty one thousand there at Bolton yesterday. They, they kind of put quite a few of them off, I think, with the way that they played, very <clears throat> very passive until you know they brought on Collins and and Bob that that changed the game. Uh, so yeah, great finish by Ashraf as well. Definitely a a, a great strike,
0: Ben. Uh, the Thames Valley Derby next. Oxford one, Reading one. The early kickoff, twelve thirty. I was hoping that I was going to be able to go to the box in after and know that the three points are in the bag. No concern. Was it zero, wasn't though, quite was it? like that. It wasn't quite like that. It was well. I'll come to you first, Nappers, and I'll give my thoughts on it. It was <clears> quite frustrating <throat> from our point of view.
2: Yeah, in a week that's been quite positive for Oxford. I think getting a point off Portsmouth. I think if you could have got four out of these two, you would you would have snapped your hand off at that. Only six wins in seventeen under Des, I think it is now, which isn't the greatest. I think it's one point two points per game. You know, I think they outpass you as well. I think they had double the amount of passes as well. And you know, Redden, you know, to be fair to me, have only lost one in ten. I know they've drawn six of them. You know, they like a one-one. That's a fourth one one draw now. In those ten, they've drawn two two alls one beating in three, and you know, one that, that one defeat in ten. Obviously. You know, they'd like to be winning more games of football rather than Durham, but a point away at Oxford and again two points against Oxford this season for Reading. I think they'll take that. They're out of the relegation zone on points per game times forty six, which is you know always a good sign. Um even with the deduction, they would be out of it as well. So they're keeping them fighting, nibs wing and you know, Smith still in that team, you know, helping them out, you know, in in key areas as well for Oxford. It's not another it's not another you know, good performance, and yeah, the only positive I can really take from it is that Harris again five goals and six in uh, this calendar year. Yeah, it, it felt like that. It was annoying.
0: I thought we were. I thought the get the last two games. Pompe- the Pompey game on Tuesday and the game against Reading sums up Des Buckingham's time perfectly. Moments of brilliance, glimpses of promise, but an over
1: promise place for Fleetwood, a... mate
0: promise don't worry. <laughs> promise I'm so much cherry but but, all, but a feeling of a general feeling of frustration i think that, that that's sort of how i feel it was Quite sloppy at times. I think that was said there about the passes. We had sixty percent pass accuracy, which is terrible. And we're we, you know we're speaking about a side that under Des Buckingham wants to well pass the ball effectively. If you look at every side he's managed before, it's about sort of controlling games of football. We didn't control the game on Tuesday night, but I think it was pretty clear that wasn't the game plan. I don't think that was because that wasn't through an accident. It was give Pompey the ball. And then try to hit him on the break. That was what we tried to do, right? And 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 it worked. I think twice it worked, twice it didn't, and that's that's fine. You know, twice it worked because we scored twice, um, and twice it didn't because I thought the goals we conceded was about inviting pressure, and and we caved in and conceded. I thought the first goal we haven't we didn't actually speak about it on on the transfer show. I don't think in the end of that game really. Um, I thought the first goal that that Pompe, the equaliser that Pompey scored, the Bishop goal, is a terrible goal. Like it was a terrible, scrappy, horrible goal. But again, that's because Oxford just didn't really clear their lines. And again, that's so avoidable. The Callum Lang goal, individual brilliance. I think if we're being really harsh, you've probably got to tackle him. He's taken about four defenders out of the game. I'm not
1: sure what Greg Lee's doing for that. No. Sort of running around.
0: It's not great. I think his unorthodox turn and, and finish is... Helped him out massively, and look, it's a great individual goal. It was badly defended, and then you look at the goal that we conceded against Reading yesterday. Again, it's just a really simple cut back into the box, and and they've they've equalised, and suddenly that one got advantage where it looks quite comfortable. You're then drawing the game, and then you've got, and then the players have got to shift that mentality and go, "We we got to win the game. We have got to try and find a way of winning it." We didn't do enough. I don't think to create, you know, I don't think we created enough to, to 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 win that match. And I think. I think it was Des Buckingham, I think Branigan came out after the game, even our media guy came out after the game and felt as if that we did enough to win it. I don't quite agree with it. I don't. I, I honestly don't think that screamed. I don't think Oxford fans walked away going, that was a good performance. I wish we'd scored that, that X, that Y chance. That wasn't the case. I can't remember many clear-cut chances that Oxford had.
1: I was listening to the game. There was sort of updates on Five Live as we were heading into Pompey, me and dad in the car. And, and they sort of, before the goal started going in, they were saying, oh, it was a, it's a real sort of drab game. Not a lot of quality to start with. Um, my question to you is, are you a little bit concerned that you've only taken two points out of possible six out of Reading this season? Or is that one shrouded by a little bit of a local rivalry and therefore it goes out the window a bit? Or is that cause for concern?
0: I don't think Reading are as I don't think Reading are as bad as people think. I don't. If you actually look at if you look at their attack, there are four players that Pompey will link with, and I use Pompey as an example because they're top of the table, so they'd be you'd think they'd be recruiting well. Aziz, Wing, Sam Smith, Charlie Savage. I've missed one there. They did have because he's gone to Brighton. I've missed any. That's it. They are Harvey Nibbs. And Harvey Nib, so thats the one. They've met. That's six players there. Take away Vickers, he's gone. Five players there that are very, very good attackers. I think defensively, they're they're probably a little bit shaky. But I don't think it's about the opposition. I don't think it's about we've taken two points against Reading. It's more the fact that I don't think we put in a good enough performance in both of those games to feel like we got anything from it. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it's a case of. I don't think it's not about. It wasn't really about result. I think in both of those games against Reading, and unfortunately during a lot of Des Buckingham's time, is they're really patchy games. Uh, you can sort of go for a half of it's the way the west way describing it is you sort of go that half looks like we're getting somewhere and the next half feels like we're million miles away so i think tom you said the other week about inconsistency with con- you know, the consistency is inconsistency and i think that's that spot on i think it's a case of you sort of go well oh, maybe we're just like one gear away from the des buckingham oxford and then give it 15 minutes and you're like god we're nowhere near the level uh, and I think we saw that against Pompey. At, at times, Pompey fans were sort of saying, "Your side look all right. They look threatening on the break. They cause us problems." And then you sort of ten minutes later, the Pompey fans are sort of saying, "Oh God, we got to beat this lot," you know. And and that and that is really weird. That is so strange to have that about a team. It's true. Though. And the game and, and you know the first half against Reading, people were sort of like, "God, when we knock it about, you know, the goal we scored, it's a really easy move." And then the second half, we looked like a team that are playing with blindfold. Like we couldn't pass the ball. We had a sixty percent sixty percent accurate pass. Um, Rate, right, which is terrible, you know that that's that's awful. Yeah, you, you'd expect that on a on a Sunday league game when you can't pass the ball five yards, and we couldn't do it. Um, anyway, we'll move on from Oxford, but yeah, it's, we didn't lose the game. Um, <laughs> There's only positive from it. We didn't lose the game, but it doesn't get any easier, right? We have got to go Blackpool away next weekend, so that's not going to be very nice. So in terms you of game performance, I'm not going to Blackpool. No so fuck that. Oh, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to Blackpool. Um, yeah. It, so yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it doesn't get any easier, basically. So I'm trying to say. Uh, next up, we're going to, I don't know why you lot are smiling. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah,
1: just because we spend our money and go and watch our teams play. That's why we're smiling. But
3: no, I think what has been to like. Wally's I, to I know. I'm only messing
0: with i messing you with be, him. I've done. I've done a, a right in recent weeks. Exactly. I can't it's, even it's get home out. for it. I'll. Put, I'll put this on. I can't, I can't even get home for an orthodontist appointment because of train strikes this weekend. So I'm fuming as it is. So traveling is, a you've hit a nerve there. You've hit a fucking nerve. Sorry about <laughs> that. Sorry. Um, I've already mean? had three phone calls to Chiltern Railways to try and get a ticket return. So that is, I'm in the worst possible mood. Um, right, let's go to Leighton Orient. Um, Leighton Orient 3, Carlisle 2. Who's got that game? <laughs> let's have a little look at my little spreadsheet here. It is me. Amazing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Leighton Orient, the better team. I thought later on with a much better team. Um, when reflecting on that, you know what? At one point, when when Carlyle went ahead, I went. I thought, you know what? I thought when Carlisle went when Carlyle went ahead, I thought they really, really could start clicking because I, we talk we talk, we, talk, we, talk, we, talk, we spoke about their recruitment, and I was I, I was having this conversation. I think on deadline day, we were like they have brought in loads of players, and if it does click, they've actually got a chance. They really have got a chance, but have they brought in too many faces? And, and then ultimately hinder the fact that that gelling process is going to take longer. And when they went 1-0 up, I thought, right, is this is this a possibility? And they were really under the caution that first half as it was. Not that Leighton Orient were creating loads, but I thought that, that Leighton Orient sort of dominating the match in the way that Leighton Orient always do. They've got a really, really good, clear way of playing. It's about controlling opposition. And when Carlisle went ahead, I thought, right, this this maybe could be the a really good starting point for them because I don't think, I can't remember the last time Carlisle went ahead in a game. So, the second half, I thought, was, was was much better. Did they go ahead last week? Barnsley. <laughs> so Barnsley away. Was it? Oh, uh, was it a couple of weeks ago. Maybe but That's why I couldn't remember. I, I was honest. Um <laughs> But the game was almost killed off. As soon as Leighton Orient got back into the game at 2-1, I thought this game's over because Leighton Orion they scored two before half-time. It's the worst possible time to, to score, sorry, to concede anyway. So I, I thought it was really, really important that they, they got back early. And, and Leighton Orient, again, they've shown that this season they've got a great track record of, of attacking play. They've been they've been great in front of goal. I then thought in the second half, it was quite a start. I thought the game itself were 3-2. It wasn't actually fantastic. It, 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 you know, they scored. Every team pretty much scored. Um, I mean, for, for example, Carlisle scored both their shots on target. I don't think both, I don't think the t- it was a free-flowing 3-2 of loads and loads of chances. Later on, the much better team in front of goal. Uh, but it wasn't, Incredible that it was quite slow, I thought, in that second half. And, you know, Carlisle got one back right at the end from the penalty spot that made it look a little bit more glamorous than it was. I don't think Carlisle deserved too much from the match anyway. 3 2 does make it sound a little bit more glamorous. I thought Orient were the better team throughout, really. And like I say, that that first, when, when Carlisle did go ahead in the first half against the run of play, I thought, is there a chance? But they weren't doing enough. It wasn't like they were dominating the game and took their chance. It was a bit of a smash and grab against the run of play, to be honest. Um, boys, reckon Carlisle, are they a team? that we can almost write off in February? Is it too early in Um
2: Yeah, uh, they, they brought a lot of players in and you know, whether they go down this year or next year, I think that you know they'll, they'll be strong contenders if they do go down. I think that you know, 10 point is not, Impossible, but it's getting towards that stage, and you know they're having to score two or three in a game to win games of football because they can't keep clean sheets often enough and can't win games of football often enough. So losing Moxon is a big blow, but they've got experience. They're probably stronger than they were six months ago, but you know that th- you're now looking at them to get thirty points from the remaining you know sixteen games or so, which which looks tough.
0: Yeah, Jake, are they a team to? Uh, well, I was going yeah, to say with, with with, but then now they've won a game. It's amazing what can one game can do.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if you can exactly write them off because you know this. It, it literally has so many more twists and turns. We still have another another sixteen games to to come for, for sides, and and some teams have even more. Um, and you look at the quality that they've brought in, the likes of Jack Diamond, the likes of Luke Armstrong. That they are not. They are goal scorers. They know where the net is, and if those players can start picking up a bit of form, and they can turn those draws or defeats or or defeats into draws, then you start all of a sudden start to feel a little bit more positive about Carlisle. The only thing I would say is that they're probably you know with Napa's they probably we're going to say fifty points is probably going to be needed this year, in my opinion, to to stay in the bottom of this league. You're asking them to get thirty points from sixteen games, which, like Napa says, it's essentially, two points a game. So, Carlisle have to be on a similar sort of run to Portsmouth and Bolton between now and the end of the season and have absolutely no flaws. And I don't think you can back this current Carlisle team to do so. They've got great players in their squad for if they go down to League Two to come straight back up. I think they can absolutely do that given how much weaker League Two is going to be next year with with Stockport, Wrexham and them sort of teams out of it. So, yeah, I, I think it would be... It probably do, Carlisle, the world of good with this with This new backing from the Americans. Go down, rebuild, come back up. A much different proposition to what they are this year. Next up then, uh, Cheltenham.
0: Cheltenham Town against Wickham. Didn't see this one coming. Not because Cheltenham... Um... Well, because I thought Chatham have really improved on Daryl Clark in recent weeks and, and Wickham haven't been so good. I thought Wickham had a good window, to be fair. And that could be a t- talking point for Tom, who's got this game. Wickham did improve over the over the January window. Their squad looked in much better shape. And to start the first game out of that, that January period is a is a good one.
1: Yeah, they, they're in much better shape. And I actually thought the, the shape on the pitch yesterday was really nice from from Wickham. It's a really good away performance from them and a lot of fight shown from them. They had plenty of balls into the box to deal with and, and by and large, they, they dealt with them quite nicely. Really nice goal on the spin from the Cheltenham new boy, Matty Taylor, was the only real blemish, I thought, for the chair boys. Plus a missed penalty, which was a soft call from me. I think it's, it is it is quite a soft one. It's not dissimilar to one at Fratton Park yesterday. Followed up in the end, regardless, albeit off Curtis Davis you're right, it has been a strong week for them, given the strength in arrivals. The they've managed to bring in, and that's topped off with a win on the road. So I'm sure Chairboys fans will be uh, be feeling really happy about that, and three good goals in the end. Cheltenham have lost 3-3 three three now since beating us at the start of January. There's some tough games in that run, albeit obviously lost narrowly to two top teams. To be so undone as they were yesterday will be a real disappointment against the team that's not in a dissimilar league position. The Robins are seven points from safety, game in hand on Reading immediately above them. I'm much more confident about Cheltenham staying up than I would be the, the Carlisle conversation we just had. Mm. Um, back-to-back away trips to Burton and Cambridge could be a really defining week actually now for Cheltenham to come for them. And this just might prove to be uh, the the result that that ev- is either a uh, a catalyst or whatever the opposite of a catalyst is. I don't know what the opposite of a catalyst is, but um, stick cat- or twist right? kind of moment.
0: Jake, do you... Think Cheltenham's window is actually that good because I've seen a few people actually sort of go, they have recruited, they've brought in probably the profile that Daryl Clark wanted when it comes to experience, but they've lost two strikers. One they sold to Oxford, one's going to be out for the rest of the season. They've replaced him with Matty Taylor. Now, we've got Will Goodwin and we've had Matty Taylor before. He is not anywhere near the profile that Will Goodwin is. And they brought another lad from Oldham as well who is not, not the same John, profile. Not he's not the same as Will Goodwin either. No, no, no. So, they win- you've got to trust Daryl Club because they-, they brought in a player in the middle of the season in Tom Pet, and he's been incredible since he signed. But a lot of the talent they brought in looks good but not the, not the same sort of players that they've lost potentially they lost a lot of players um that they had on loan but they sort of wanted to go get them gone i think in terms of mm. teams that had the worst record of recruiting loans in the summer they were up there look you've got to trust daryl clark he's done well but i don't quite know if it's the what we expected maybe in terms of the type of player
3: no they're, they're not your typical names that you'd bring in you know if you were maybe seven or eight points clear of the of, of safety. Also, obviously, big news this week that Rob Street's out for the rest of the season. That's yeah. a massive blow for Cheltenham. He's been phenomenal since... since they've lost two up. strikers and, re- and they've lost two strikers and
0: replaced two strikers. I don't yeah. quite know if they're the same.
3: No, I, I... I, Yeah, not all for me. I mean, I've seen him. I think he was at Blackburn. and He certainly had a spell at Blackpool um, previously. I don't think he's ever really tore up any trees in the EFL. So, I was incredibly shocked. Uh, I think he's... Quite far down the pecking order at Oldham, which tells you everything <laughs> that and, and they're struggling to get. I mean, he's he's licking League. his lips at the moment.
0: He's licking his lips and the old Cheltenham phone call rang. Uh,
3: and then, uh, yeah, Matty Taylor obviously is someone that, that that we know. You know, Wardy very well. Can find goals at this level, but that was maybe three, five years ago. Three years ago, yeah. Um, and he he fits a very different profile, like you say, to to Goodwin and and, and Street in terms of. You know, Goodwin Street had the legs to go and press the the hell out of opposition players, whereas Matty Taylor probably needs to get himself a Zimmer frame to catch up with the likes of Regan Pool and and uh, and Kieran uh, Kieran Moore at the back. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm not. I wasn't inspired. Kinsella, I mean, I've, I've listened to a lot of. Don't ask me why. A lot of Walsall. There's a bloke who makes content on Walsall, and Liam Kinsella had a big spell at Walsall in his career. I think he he went nearly like. 1,000 days without scoring a professional goal. Um, so that tells you that he's clearly been brought in. He, he moved to Swindon in the summer after Warsaw offered him a contract um, and hasn't torn it up for Swindon, hasn't spoken to my mate Ben, who's a, a Swindon fan. The You're well-connected, aren't you? Very well-connected. Connect well. the, the one the one bit of business that I do like uh, is Andy Smith, online from Hull. I think he's a really, really smart pickup. He's someone that, like I mentioned on the deadline day stream, that was linked with a move to Lincoln in the summer. Um, but he, for, for one reason or another, it, it didn't come come off. But he's a really clever pickup. You know, 22 years old, had a really good spell at Grimsby last year. Um, I think he was there the year before as well for, for six months. But yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really scream, we are staying up. Do you know what I mean? It screams... Aye
0: we're Please. gonna try our artists but we're just well, yeah well, it the screams thing is, well, they got
3: meh. Yeah, and a, and a got, video that, that me and ben have done it screams does done it it's
0: got 400 they, they they would have received around 400 thousand pounds for will goodwin and look i understand they can't reinvest that money straight away because it wouldn't be sensible financially to do so mm. but you could they haven't they haven't been overly. I mean, we don't know the finances of it. That's that's. They, let's, put it, let's put it that way. They haven't they haven't reinvested much of that money, if any.
3: No, no. The lad, the lad from Bath probably would have cost an, a, a tiny, tiny fee. Uh, Jordan Thomas and then Kinsella. I can't imagine Swindon were asking for hundreds of thousands of pounds for a bloke who didn't really get in their side, and they're down the bottom of the league too. To your uh, absolute joy, Wardy. But um, yeah, I, I really wasn't impressed with their window at all.
0: They're probably stronger, but it's a bit, you know. Stronger. A bit all end. right in it. Yeah, stronger but <laughs> stronger, but are they stronger? Uh, let's go to the valley next. Ben Derby. Travel to the valley. One nil to Derby.
1: I don't think that was Ben, no, was it? it was Tom.
0: Charlton. <laughs> Charlton.
1: Six- <laughs> Six wins out of eight on the road now for Derby. And now four of the last six meetings with Charlton, they've won as well. Three out of the five of those previously came under three separate managers. Just a little bit of interesting t trivia for everyone. Breakdown in possession for Charlton. Just the sort of thing that happens when you're low on confidence. It is an emphatic and ruthless finish from Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, his seventh of the season. Charlton are now on a 12-game winless streak, their worst run of this kind for nearly eight years. They went 13 without a win towards the last couple of days of their championship run in 2015. A couple of weeks and months of their championship run in 2015. Paul side rocket up to second with Bolton and Peterborough dropping points. Plenty of winnable games to come for them before their trip to Oakwell at the end of the month. And I think probably the thing that Derby fans will be most pleased with was the doggy defending right to the very last minute from Paul side that actually sort of, what's the word? Um, not claimed. What's the word I'm looking for? Earned. Kept, kept, well earned, yeah. Kept them, can anyway let's go with earned earn them those three points and it, it's the kind of thing you've got to do if you want to be up there fighting for it and obviously we know that the the top of the table started to hot up a little bit it's only a couple of points in it a couple of games in hand you know derby were fourth at the start of the day and then right up to second it, it smacks of that do you remember when oxford was sixth at the start of the weekend then rocketed up to third it's that kind of thing where you have a really strong weekend of days. I th- well, those were the days yeah it, it follows what i think is a tough week in terms of recruitment for Derby. I think Paul Warren got a lot of stick from the Derby County fans in terms of the the manner in which they weren't able to bring in a striker that they needed. We've obviously got the uh this ex-stoke lad that's said to be driving around Pride Park and his Range Rover <laughs> on Friday evening. Um so we'll we'll see if anything comes of that. Uh but yeah, no, I think the the any issues that Derby fans were perhaps feeling won't have been completely dispelled by a 1-0 away win at Charlton, who are a team that are absolutely rock bottom in terms of where you could be right now. Um, I saw a Charlton vlogger who I know called, I think his name's Tyler, who said that they're staring down the barrel of League Two and he made a whole 20-minute video about why Charlton were going to get relegated this season, which I, I think is maybe Charlton. a little bit of a stretch. Charlton, apologies. Charlton probably will as well, but Charlton <laughs> is, the why, why not? Double C. Carlisle, send them both. They just send them all down. The yeah, but they'll they'll take Derby'll take a little bit of heart from it. I worry that maybe the lack of strike is going to be a step too far in terms of an automatic promotion push when you look at how windows have been strengthened for Pompey and Bolton and, and the manner in which they have. I know there's a video coming out on Ben's channel. There's a video during the week on Wardy's channel about the Winning the window and, and Derby aren't in the top tier for any one of those. I don't think. Although there was a really strong addition of Corey Blackett Taylor, who I believe was
3: injured. He wasn't like tied to any kind of contract. Well, I don't know. It's a bit. Paul dodgy said he didn't want to throw him in, didn't he? Didn't, he said, said post match, I didn't want to throw Corey. You've got to in. throw him, in, haven't you? Yeah, it's he's chasing League One nah, promotion. It's gentle, it's gentle agreement, hundred percent mm.
0: gentleman's agreement. Don't play him I, because there was a rumor was that he could in the in the con, in the loan agreement that he isn't really a loan it was said that he could play, but I, I was speaking to Charlton fan and they reckoned that it was a bit like we'll give, we'll be nice to you. If you just don't play them, it's in the, a dodgy team, deal, then. as it
1: is, isn't it? Then working round finance, and I know that they're, they're out of it now, but their financial restrictions mean that they're paying a. It's like pay now a little. It's like a Klarna deal, isn't it? For back it's, paying, and it's, pay, it's
0: pay the wages now and then pay three fifty in the summer.
1: I know they're trying to work around that it like contract in the yeah. summer. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They've, they've done well to do what they have in terms of bringing him to the club. But I, I do think it smacks a little bit of an underhand dealing. But it's probably completely legitimate. Anyway, on we go. Nathan Jones. I watched today, that game. The well, rally, by the way. Nathan Jones, is a bank.
3: I don't know if we've, I don't know if you saw that. What Nathan yeah, Jones yeah, is there? Yeah. He's looked like he's going to sign a contract to be their new head coach. I don't know what we all think about, but Nathan. do I, really, yeah, I know. I
0: really like it.
3: I don't know what it is. I really like it,
0: and I I think it's. Do you know what they need? They need a. They need serious galvanization. They need galvanizing. The fans need galvanizing. The players need galvanizing, and there has to be a connection. I, I call it a triangle connection between fans, players, and staff and you need that galvanization and michael appleton we've had this discussion before michael appleton was not that and so nathan jones is that is that type of manager he's somebody that's going to lift the fans and i think you know before you work on the technical stuff you've got to go back to basics if you look at that that team itself it looks so disjointed and jake spoke about it the, the recruitment and the way they tried to build a team it's a bit confusing and the players look confused confused as well i watched the game yesterday um after the oxford one and i watched a a Charlton team look like there was glimpses of what the talent on display can do but you can't you will not win games of football if you give teams goals and if you look at the goal that they conceded it's a sloppy pass one sloppy pass Derby take the take the chance you know they had Derby had no chances really in that game Charlton dominated every aspect of it but Charlton one sloppy mistake and you're going to get punished for it they remind me a little bit of Oxford last season, where on paper the team should be doing much better, but with no mental strength and a confidence at rock bottom, no leadership on the pitch and with a the manager, they are basically a bunch of bunch of players that have been thrown together, looked at each other and go, right, who's going to take us somewhere? Looked at the dugout and there's no manager there, you know, and so everyone's sort of like, well, oh, Charlton, they're struggling. No wonder China's struggling. You know, they've recruited twenty different players thrown them into a start on 11. The formation is, the players have been recruited for three different formations with four different managers and they look over, there even a manager there anyway. You know, it, it's really, really weird. I think it actually can come good. I think they have got talent there and if the manager can come in like Nathan Jones and, and get a tune out of them, I think they have still got the ability to do so. It's not a bad squad. I think it needs a little bit of, fi- you know, refining and, and, and needs a little bit of well it needs a lot of work but it needs a bit more work in the summer but you know the focus now has to be on staying up because let's be honest Charlton someone like the team like Charlton are a classic a classic example of they won't go down because they're Charlton they honestly could if you look at the league table and their recent form they haven't won a game in 2024 I know Lincoln did it before <laughs> before yesterday but you know they're only 2 points 2 points off the drop no one can tell me if you're not if you're 2 points off the drop no but or 3 points off the drop you can't tell me you're not in a relegation look, look fight at the squad though Look I know, but we've been saying that players. all season. They ain't won a game in fifteen. With a
1: new player coming in, a new manager coming in, reminding them that they're actually decent football players that have got talent, they'll they'll be okay.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think they will be. They get in, and they're quite lucky that they've been able to roll the dice again with a new manager. If they just appointed a new manager and this was carried on, of course, then you're in a lot of trouble. They're lucky yeah. they've got that another reset. But like we said about Watford, you know how many times can you know how many times can you get a new manager in? And eventually, yeah. it's not even a bounce, is it? It's like a you know, stumble down the stairs. You're not going to get that manager bounce. So. I don't know. I think they will be fine. Like you say, their, their squad is good. But we were saying that all season with Oxford last time. And, oh, yeah, we'll sure be fine. But we knew, you know, we only stayed up by three points. And I'll tell you what, we were not certain we were going to stay up. And yet, also, if you watch the games against Charlton, they have not been very good. Their performances have been bad. Uh, let's go to Shrewsbury then. Let's actually go to Ben this time, not Tom. Uh, ben, Shrewsbury one, Cambridge two.
2: Yeah, Shrewsbury won seven, lost seven now at home, only drawn the one. Uh, a 2-1 defeat yesterday, Dan Udo getting two and two, which is good for him since being back in the side under Paul Hurst. But Cambridge again with the first away victory of the season since the first away uh, game of the season away at Fleetwood. That was 12 without one, first one in 13. Uh, Lyle Taylor getting two goals. He's won six points for his side now uh, with his involvement since coming into the side. And those six points could be huge at the end of the year. And um, Again, Lancaster with another assist for Shrewsbury. is disappointed pointing. Um, again, the, they had a lot of the ball yesterday. only had the four shots on target. Um, but again, for Cambridge, good away performance, good away victory and uh, slowly getting towards 50 points now.
0: Cambridge, can they stay up? Tom, you reckon Cambridge, they've got that. They've got Neil Harris in charge. They're going to be in a good place. I say Cambridge, can they stay up? I think their opposition shrewsby. this felt like a bit of a, not relegation six-pointer, but it felt like the loser of this game is well and truly in that bottom four conversation.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Cambridge will stay up. I think they have uh, a really strong attacking line. We saw Macaulay Bond coming into the football club and I know he's been a bit of a journeyman and, and it hasn't quite, didn't work out for him at Ipswich, although there was a period of time where he, he looked like he was going to be the next big thing. Uh, he, he's had a couple of clubs since and and I think, you know, Lyle La- Taylor scoring yesterday just proves you what kind of confidence and vein of confidence that that man is in. Um, he, He's, he's going to be a bankable goal scorer for Cambridge for the rest of the season, no doubt. I'm sure Macaulay Bond will chip in as well. Um, Yeah, I, I like their output options and I think they, they've got more than enough to to do it I'm not sure on Shrewsbury I'll, I'll be I'm, I'm not I mean it's 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 tight isn't it when, when you've got a team like Carlisle who have played the most games of any of the bottom five teams and are 10 points adrift you kind of then looking at Shrewsbury and thinking well surely there's no way that they're going to be pulled into that but I mean you know, stranger things have happened haven't they let's uh let's give this new guy who's not new that's come back Paul Hurst a little bit of time to see what he wants to do. I mean, we saw at Northampton, didn't we, last weekend that, that they can do it at Shrewsbury. So, it, it's not like they are on one of these winless runs that the likes of Charlton and, and before yesterday Fleetwood have been, where they are absolutely dreadful. That they've, they've got that win to galvanise them. They've got a, a stint now with a new manager who I think will get them over the line.
0: Stay with you, Tom. Brand. Speaking of Fleetwood, should we carry on with Fleetwood? Let's. Let's yes, free, this is going to be...
1: Ben's favourite segment of T-Lot for for quite some time, I think. The 12-game winless run finally over now. Is it a 13-game winless run or 12-game? 12. I think it's 12. Um, Never usually a great game for Fleetwood against Port Vale. Winless in the last six games against Port Vale before yesterday. Off the bottom for the Cods are now eight short of Port Vale themselves, just above the drop zone. If you're going to win a game and do it for the first time in a while, make it against a team that you can then build ground on. And that's exactly what they've done. Can I also throw in a shout out for Boston Lowell? Fabulous work for his part in the build ups to that goal. You called it one of the best individual performances in a Fleetwood shirt for a number of years, Ben. That first, uh, the first time Fleetwood have scored three goals in a game since, anybody?
2: 11th of November. Oh. Yeah. And who was that against? Extra 3-0. Oh, well. Wow. <clears throat>
1: And before that, it was April last year against um, Accrington, would you believe? So I think you could uh, you could and actually should have had more if it wasn't for a couple of excellent Connor Ripley saves. You know what that man's all about between the sticks. Port Vale on the flip side, yet to win a game in 2024. One of the only League One sides to have not done that. Horrific day for them. And they've got Peter Stevenish to come. So I'm struggling to see where that next victory is coming from. Ben, you must be elated.
2: Yeah, good win. Um, nice to have that feel good to back. Um, still eight points adrift, still a lot of work to be done um, Port Vale were dreadful They are in deep trouble um, They've got a lot of work to be done They were singing, you're not fit to wear this shirt Andy Crosby, your football is you know, Not very good, put it that way um, And then You're really getting on the back of the players Connor Ripley after the game looked deflated And um, no, good win Building blocks are there, 17 to go
0: Ben, could you Could you put off a miracle?
2: It's not happening but again 17 to go is really week. Low.
0: 17 no. to go I'm going to do it I can feel it. I can smell it. Uh Jake uh Port Vale you've been um <laughs> wow, you're smug aren't
3: you? I really? I've taken a lot of flack for what I said about Port Vale I think They're not they're not coming they're not coming in a row Wally went and Jake had Port Vale bottom of the league. They're not are well, are they? They're, they're not gonna gonna go going down bottom, either no, But they're not bloody far off are they? That's Let's true. be honest. Um yeah, I mean, we play Port Vale, so we play Port Vale in a couple of weeks. Actually, um, at Vale Park, which I'm looking forward to seeing the intense security that they've got going on. at uh, in you'll Stafford. get a proper pat down. It's a oh, proper I, prop pat down. It it's cannot not cannot wait. Really pleasant. Most
0: actually done in weeks. It's
1: <laughs> Tom bro- Garrett style, mate. It's not. <laughs> can I
3: put that in? Can I put that in? <laughs> of course you can, mate. I won't. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's no, yeah, yeah, but I've lost I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> Port Vale right. uh, are, um, so yeah, we play Port Vale, Port Vale are in trouble. I think uh, they're all calling for Andy Crosby's head. The players don't are know they? The, yeah, the, uh, I, I, I mean, I listened to the uh, the Ale and Vale podcast. I don't know if you boys are, uh, are frequent listeners to, to <laughs> funnily enough, Jake. No, I'm not. Well, you know, well. I guess yeah, well, that's He, a forum, he, he loves the Charlton so, yeah. fan forum, so it wouldn't, yeah, we've wouldn't got surprise, Woody, We've actually got a fans forum next week if you fancy uh, making the. Uh, he, mate, the he's got a ticket. He's there. <laughs> he's coming free, so of course he is. But um, yeah, no, I, I Port Vale are, are in a lot of trouble. Um, obviously, they, they've brought in a couple of really good loanies to replace the other really good loanies But I, I just I can't see a clear philosophy of playing on the Crosby. I think it's more of a sit back and hope the opposition don't score and then try and catch them on the counter attack and, and you get caught out when you play teams that are that, that actually go forward and, and progress the ball nicely so for me mate port vale always have been in trouble and i think they're uh, they're finally acting up to my script thank you very much port vale
0: Roger, well, Jake will stay with you because you oh, uh, have got
3: Stevenage Blackpool. There we go, um, Stevenage Blackpool. Ah, oh, what a game! What a game man. this was. It re- it really was. I've got about 50, 50 words and notes on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. I think it'd be fair to say that Stevenage have have strengthened their grip on the play on a, a playoff place. Um, you know, Stevenage they're in a really handy place because obviously they they occupy that final playoff spot. And they've also got two games in hand on both Oxford and Blackpool and also on Derby. Shit. And if they win if they win two games in hand on Derby, they go one point behind them. And if we're saying that Derby are in this automatic promotion race, I think you'd be daft to say that Stephen and Jar if they just a point out. I know it's games in hand. I know if they don't win, they might look like a prat, etc. But if they do, they could be could be well be in it. Um, if they get promoted, it'd be great. If they don't yeah, get, they promoted, get promoted, it. I told you also. Um, yeah, Jake Kasky scoring the only goal of the game is a really scrappy goal. Um, five minutes from the time he came on um, as a sub, as he often does, and I, I find that about Steve Evans. He often makes these substitutes at either at half time or about ten minutes into the second half that completely changed the game, and he did it against us. Um, for Skabala's first game. He did it again yesterday. Really, really clever manager when you think about it. And I absolutely hate giving that fat piece of work some praise. But, you know, you have to say, um, Borough, like I say, in a favourable position for Blackpool. That's seven defeats in 14 on the road. And if Neil Critchley wants to see them finish in the top six, which according to my mate Seymour, they're going to do, they need to, they need to win a couple more games on the road this season. Well done, Stevenage. I can imagine... Farley hasn't been home since uh, since five o'clock yesterday. Bless him, happy boy, Farley, all
0: the time. Love Farley. Uh, well, I've got um, a good chap next. Uh, it involves Lincolnshire. Oh, um, oh. here we oh. go. You know what?
1: Lincoln, are the best team in the world for the next five minutes. Everybody, here we go. Read the wind.
3: <laughs> Macaste Rico get, get in, Rico. Love you, boy.
0: Can I ask you one question, Jake? And I want a yes or no answer. Of course you can. Did you play well? Yes. Right. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree or disagree on that. I just have intrigued. you have
3: you what? watched the highlights? I have. I
0: said, well, the, what the goal? Yeah. Well, you've only watched the goal. No, I watched the I watched the The highlight was. I watched that. was the. There was more. Maybe. Rico did have a shot late on, Didn't he, Jake? Wait, nearly yeah, two. Adam, <laughs> nearly Adam, two.
3: Adam Jackson should have scored. He had a free header about four yards out, and he just goes... Eh.
0: Would you say it's fair um, to say... I've got another yes or no question for you. Go for it. Would you say it's fair to say that Burton on the ball looked better, however you had the better chances and took your chance?
3: Um, yeah, I, don't, I think that's I think that's fair. Burton popped the ball around pretty well through midfield with power. I think it always helps, though, Wardy, when you, you're a man up. And goodness yeah. me, if you get me started on this of a referee don't, yesterday. Yeah. Don't get me. Alex Mitchell, I don't know how... I was to start, mate. You, you've just started that. You said, don't get me started, you started. I don't, I don't know how we sent Alex Mitchell off, by the way. And I'm, I'm sure Ben will be happy with that because he's, you know, he's known to score a winner against Fleetwood. So um, it'll be buzzing that he's not available for that game next week. Um, but yeah, referee, horrific. Also, the good news, Wardian, I'm, I'm sure you'll go into it. Ben House is back, baby. What a feels like a new signing does that boy. Someone oh.
0: else is back, Jake, as well. I think you might know where I'm going with this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Who's back, Wardy? Someone returned yesterday, and if you watched our deadline day stream, I have never seen somebody so annoyed about a signing. And from what I've heard, and again, I haven't watched it. And I haven't. I haven't. I haven't watched the 90 minutes of Burton Lincoln. Funnily enough. I've heard, and I've been told by some very reliable sources, and by some decent, some decent little statistics on this player, yeah,
3: that thought. a certain McGrandles came yeah, on thought, and mate. was I really... sang his name when he came on. Yeah,
0: I know oh, you please. did. I bet you did. Because eight minutes, he only played eight minutes, Jake. I've done my research. Mm-hmm. I know what happened. He's played eight minutes. In good. fact, he only touched the ball eleven times it was when he good, came though. on. But it oh was...
3: boy, did he come it on! Was he was good. To oh, like exactly. the crowd going. Like having him back when he under that season that we got to the playoff final. That's how yeah. good. He, that's how, he. He was really good when he came on. I think he came on for. Well, oh, now he tested me. Did he was come over at full
1: time and shush you? By no, we didn't.
3: No, no. I, I was, mate, I was there, very much clapping. Well <laughs> done, no. Connor. Well done. Hello, mate. Connor. I agree that he went. Back. You fucking
0: prick. Gone up north.
3: But um, yeah. No, look, it, it was good. I think we had we had chances. Like I say, Adam Jackson had a chance. Rico Hackett maybe could have scored again. Should have had a penalty. House had a couple of opportunities coming on, on from the counter, but it feels good to win first time since the end of November. Um, and if you look at our next couple of games now, we've got Fleetwood, Charlton, Exeter, Port Vale, and Shrewsbury to round out this month. I'm not. I'm not closing oh the door on. A, oh on my a god! Oh my god! Oh my finish! God. Oh, top my... 10 finish, oh thank spared. god! For that, <laughs> if we if we if we can get to fifty points by the end of Feb. I think we uh, we've got every chance of finishing just outside the top six. Well, I spotted on Lincoln is by the way, in transition. I was a little bit harsh a couple of weeks ago I spoke
0: about having the ball and what we expect from um Skobana. I think in the long term we're gonna see a side dominate the ball. But right now, what he's trying to do is is create chances from from transition. If you look at the goals that they scored and the goals that, that Lincoln have scored during his time so far, they haven't necessarily dominated the ball, but their effects on the break has been really good, and doing quick things really quickly in the key moments have been effective. I mean, the goal, yes, is a great example of that. Orhan wins it back fantastically well in the middle of the park and sprays it straight out to, to Rico for the goal. Look, it's, you're not you're not hitting seventies, eighties for possession, and I think long term, with the way that Skabala and Leeds have operated as a, as as a young coach, I, I can see next season that being where you're going to go. Mm. I can see you trying to go. You know, almost suffocate the hell out of, out of sides and eventually you feel that you will do that with ball possession but at the moment you're sort of i don't want to bring it back to the stats but you've got less of the ball but i can tell you had just one under the same number of shots on target and only two less than burton so you're creating pretty much the same product with about 20 percent less of the ball and a man down mm. so i think it's very very clever management to go right with an extra man away from home, sorry, with the man down away from home and against the Burton side that have improved in recent weeks. You know, we're not talking about the Burton side that haven't been, that haven't been recruiting effectively and haven't started a good, you know, haven't started well under Patterson. We're talking about the Burton side that actually look sort of re-energised, look like a really, really good team at the moment. And you've gone there and you've gone, right, we're not going to probably match them, especially when you've got a man down but you're going to go there and you're going to try and be going to be great with the product you do create. And if you take one of the mm-hmm. chances that you say there's missed opportunities, it could have been two or three. Yeah. So yeah, i pressed press my link and I'll take back what I said the other week
3: about them playing badly but getting results. 50 quid's um, in the
1: bag, though, isn't
3: it? Yeah, 50 quid's in the bag. But I think it, I think um, if you can just have a bit of a slump and while we can <laughs> just rise a little bit, I'm hoping that we can maybe finish, you know, maybe a couple of points behind Oxford. That'd be pretty good. Still be 50 quid weaker <laughs> off, but you know, <laughs>
0: You know, I, I, do you know what, Jake? If someone said to you right now, if Oxford and Lincoln can finish in the top six and Lincoln can finish in higher than Oxford, I would 100% take that like, rather than the 50
3: quid. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah, I would take it, mate, to be fair. I'd absolutely take that. But next year, next season. In fact, we'll...
0: if we both finish in the top six, I'm willing to cancel our bet.
3: Oh,
1: oh! This is a new dimension to this. That's now. a d- that's
3: a deal, but unfortunately, Woody, I will be requiring your bank details, my friend, because neither of us are finishing in the top six. That's what? we well, know. you will still need to require them because we are going to finish higher. Yeah. Shit.
0: Uh, uh, right. Let's move on. Tasty. Well, yeah, I think I think Oxford should finish other than Lincoln. Still, now we might be, you know, might be playing like we're at the circus, but we we, we can, you know, we should be all right. Um, Des, give Des time. That's what I say. Honestly, there I'm so fed up Oxford Wardy. chat. Where are we going next? The final game, isn't it? Exeter-Bristol Rovers.
3: Back to you, Jay. Back to me. Brandon Aguilera. Loney oh e from Nottingham Forest. Costa Rican. And I'm not going to lie, lads. Loneys from Nottingham Forest tend to do pretty well in this division from, uh, from experience. Let me tell you that. But can anybody guess... And I'll give you a gold star if you get it. Anyone guess the last time Bristol Rovers won at Exeter? Anybody know? Just a year. In this century? In this century. This decade? Well, no, not this decade, Wardy.
1: we only had four years. We've only decade. had
3: four years of this decade, mate, haven't we? 2009. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2009? <laughs> ben, any advances on 2009? <laughs> Woody? Uh. 2010. Right, well, 2012. It was the last time I win. Won it. yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you boys have seen the goal, but it's actually quite a controversial one, and and I'm sure I'll get quite crystal try. Rovers fans coming out. Yeah, it's it controversial. Yeah, don't take it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, don't take me don't take me away. It's it's an absolute strike from <laughs> Don't Aguilera. take me away. <laughs> don't you take mean, me away. from <laughs> the you over, mean son. don't take it away? Don't get away from him. Don't take me away. But referee Will Finney has absolutely got a part to play in this goal. If you look at it, and you slow it down, the Exeter player is running towards the ball and Will Finney is stood directly in his way and stops him from challenging <laughs> the ball. Oh, God. Now they're not whinging about that, are they? Hey, oh, I don't know if you boys know Tom Tom Pacillo, who does the Part Life podcast. I don't know why I asked Wardy that because he doesn't know any other podcast apart from this one. Um... <laughs> well, no, I've actually had to. No, I'm not going to say it, but I'll tell you what. After
0: I've been, I've been out there in recent weeks, uh, you've days. Been, actually.
3: You've been putting yourself out there on, on mm.
0: podcast Tinder, have you, Wardy? Oh, I do know Pod... I was on a fucking reading podcast the other day. <laughs>
3: Ooh. So, I tell you I'll, what, I'll, they've. I've I'll just, just seen it back. Cast. They've got a point. They've got. I think they've got a it's point. I think the referee terrible positioning. Yeah, he nearly assists it. <laughs> he, he nearly just gets a topo and just he puts his, his foot, foot over go, it, doesn't he? Like, whatever, to go. But yeah, no, it's a it's a great strike. To be fair to him, Exeter's three-game unbeaten run comes to an end. A tricky February for the Grecians to come. Peterborough, Wigan, Derby, Lincoln, also Fleetwood. To play in the month of Feb yeah, it's uh, is a pretty tricky one for them. Rovers go back-to-back uh, for the second time this month. Uh, well, recently. Not this month. I don't know why I said this month. they only played one game this month. But they're showing a lot of progress under Matt Taylor. And I think Bristol Rovers fans will be happy, especially with the sold-out away end yesterday. Well worth the trip down the M5. Not
1: so far, is it?
3: Who's excited for my favourite segment?
1: Here we go. Oh, What about yeah. scores on the bloody doors? Does that not coming to later, mate? I'll do that you? Oh,
3: up. I do apologise. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you hosted the pod last week. Yeah, I know. You've got the running order. No, I'm... Oh, I know a running
0: order. Oh, I've got a running order. <laughs> um, Come on, Mordy. Oh, where do you want to start? Who wants to go first? I, no, I've got an order to... here. Do you want me to start? I'm going to go Sean Maloney, the manager of the week. Um, I think to go to Peter Brett the form they in, score three goals, win that game. Like Ben said, actually, 3-2 makes it sound more flattering. I thought Wigan were very good in that game. They were much better than Peterborough. Two late goals to sort of glamorous it up a little bit from a posh perspective. I think Wigan were thorough winners in that one. I think they, they deserve to go there and, and win based on performance. And um, yeah, two goals injury time for their opposition, at, you know, 85 minutes, they were 3-0 up at Peterborough, which is fantastic. For me, Sean Maloney's, Sean Maloney's the, the manager of the week. I think, yeah, I'm not going to do what I normally do and go through every reason why every other manager could be. Um, because there are... No. A... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... That, what, what, you're saying that Scobala should have one for... No, Brody I'm not Ian saying I
3: should be up for it. now, not at
0: all. Um, maybe Bloomfield, actually. I thought Bloomfield did well. I think any... That, that would be deep. I think he... But then again, he's working... I, I've said yeah, it was Charlie Adam, scored.
3: first winning charge for Fleetwood. Three yeah, names. no, him and nice.
0: Messina are my other two. Very good, but I'm going to don't go. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, Sean Maloney.
3: Jake, do you want to do a goal? Yes, mate. And I have watched all the goals fly in the onion bag with power and precision, <laughs> as you'll be glad to know. And I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Actually, we've had a couple of game weeks where there's not been very good quality goals there. As Wally tucks into, looked like a slice of orange. I don't know what it was. No. It's like that. <laughs> no. <having> <laughs> It's It's nowhere
1: near as healthy as an orange, is it? It's just whacked a digestive in. It's,
3: well, anyway, um, I've got I've got four contenders. Obviously, I mentioned Brandon Aguilera, great strike on the edge of the box for Bristol Rovers. My
1: mind's just taken me somewhere then. Sorry,
3: <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Is that where your mind's taking no, you? No, know? it was about the digestive biscuit. But oh. as you were, <laughs>
1: Never
3: mind. Uh, Shaq Ford. Another good goal for for Leighton, off his cutting in off the uh, off the right hand side of his left foot. Matty Taylor for a debut goal. I think he he, he hit it into the net with a lot of power. Um, <laughs> but my winner, of course, Aloni e from Brighton and Hove Albion oh, at Fratton it. Park. Thunders in off the crossbar from the edge of the box. And you know what? It's not the first time he's uh, he's, been, he's been up for an award like this. He's so technically gifted. Well done to Mr. Mark Leonard. Great strike. Why I'll is it not calling. the Rovers one? No, for me, Mark Lennon's Why have you not given it to Christina? Well, because the referee basically assists him and takes oh, all the right, power okay. away from him. Well, the referee
1: at... did assist him. In the... Anyway, don't worry. And Mark yes, Lennon's goal is away at the league leaguers as well. It's, it's one of the, be- the, the The league what, sorry? The league leaguers. <laughs> it's one of the best <laughs> I've seen live from an opposition... Um, Oh, well,
3: I keep a delicate at the start of the season, mate. That oh, yeah! What the
1: deflected? It th- th- just looped over. off oh, of the the in a thigh! Celebration right in front of you! We're
3: doing it on celebrations
0: now. Is
1: that? We're that's that's a deciding factor. Who's at next? Every day of
2: the week. Ben, player. Uh, Thelo Asgard. I think he he got two goals and an assist. Was terrific in, in a three-two victory. He's been really good of late. So I'm going to give it Thelo. Sorry, boy. What match? Oh, I think it's gonna be uh go
1: hand in hand with Sean Maloney's manager of the weekend call. Cool. I'm gonna go for a uh a Wigan three Peter sorry, a p Peter two Wigan three.
2: Let's go to
0: scores on the bloody doors. It's our, f- <laughs> our
2: favourite I've, I've
3: got nine points, including the midweek, by the let way. Let me let me yeah, because you didn't get any points midweek, so you got nine points this weekend. Yeah. You went you to went one Just to put it out there that I've had uh, them counted up. So I, I, got I, mean, a point yeah, I think I've, I got, I've got a point already, midweek. I've spent, yeah, only Wardy got a point midweek. We all predicted a Pompey win. Um, oh, that is so silly of you. Well, well Rfb you lot also all predicted an Oxford win, but uh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Did I? I went, I went for 1 1. Uh, Tom got two correct scores in the form of Bolton Barnsley and Burton Lincoln. Wardy got uh, a correct score, at Derby. I believe he predicted a one 0 Derby win, but that was about it. Uh, and then Napper's got, uh, Napper's also got the Derby score spot on. So this week, uh, we had myself and Ben on seven. Wardy picked up six, but seven with the point midweek. Tom picking up nine points. You're correct, which which means the leader tighter team. now. Well, I'm still flagging behind on two twelve. Um Tom <laughs> up to two two eight. Nappers on two three five and Wardy about to raise his back for a, a double century and a half. Uh two four four for Wardy. Just needs uh, one more boundary to to get that at that moment. I'm all right. I'm still quite comfortable where I am. Oh good. Because I'm not, because I can't afford to buy you all a takeaway. So. Uh... And fifty quid, going to be expensive. Oh, going to really. be an expensive month for me, mate.
0: <laughs> 100 <laughs> quid on the tea lock, boys. The end of the month. Oh. Yeah.
3: You can all have a happy meal. Start off right. I'll take that. Should we uh, get to safer score? We got some midweek. We got some midweek games. I think coming up, haven't we? We have quite
1: a few, actually. Oh, cheeky plug. I'm on the fabulous League One Live midweek with Benjamin on Wednesday night. So do come and join us for that. Looking forward to reviewing all of that. And Jakey Boy is on 4-0 Sunday Live
0: tonight. So there's loads
1: going on. One there's so going on. League
3: de- Live tonight. There's so much going on. It's going, going on
0: everywhere. Everywhere. Um, obviously, you can watch them back because this will be out Monday. So you've missed that. <laughs> you have missed that, yeah. That quite it. go to plan, did it? The <laughs> Wednesday
1: one hasn't happened yet, so two days' time. Come and join us.
0: Well, if you're on Patreon and I managed to get it up on time, you might have seen it. Unlikely. Move you on. Are an hour, you are an hour in and it's not going to be in at seven. So, yeah, no chance. Um, let's get some games on Tuesday. Let's kick us off. It's a, not a full programme. Is it a half programme? Quarter of a programme. Bristol Rovers-Fleetwood. Ben. Bristol Rovers 2-Fleetwood-0. No, no, no. You're getting it all wrong. Bristol Rovers, nil. Fleetwood, two. I'm backing the f- Cods. I'm backing <laughs> them all the way. They are staying up. Two nil, Fleetwood. Jesus. Cods ah, staying up. So... I don't know if
1: that's a chance. It's probably not. I'm going to go for a
3: 1-1. Bristol Rovers, one. Fleetwood, one.
0: Oh. Just you got back in the co- You're
2: backing the Cod, aren't you?
3: Burton, Albuy. I'd love you, Chapman, it, to be fair.
2: Burton, two. Chapman, one. Burton
3: 2, Cheltenham nil. Burton 1, Cheltenham 2. Burton nil, Cheltenham Town 1. Cambridge 1, Bolton 2. Oh. Cambridge nil,
0: Bolton 2.
3: Oh,
1: I so want Cambridge to beat them, but I don't think they're going to. Cambridge
3: 1, Bolton 3. Cambridge 1, Bolton Wanderers 2. Exeter Peterborough.
2: Exeter n- 1, Peterborough
0: 2. Exeter 0. No, Exeter 1, Peterborough 3. Exeter 0, Peterborough 1.
1: Just
2: about.
3: Exeter 0, Peterborough 2. More than just about. Uh,
2: Port Vale, Leighton Orient. So we play Port Vale? Port Vale, Leighton Orient 1. Ooh, saucy. Port Vale 1, Leighton Orient 1.
1: This is a 0 0 written all over it for me. Port Vale nil
3: Leighton Orient. One. Steve H, Redding. <laughs> Stevenage Reading two 0 Stevenage. Fucking. Reading won this earlier in the season. I'm gonna go
0: one nil. One nil Stevenage.
3: Stevenage two Reading one. Stevenage three Reading nil.
1: Oh, but Reading won this earlier on in the
3: summer. <laughs> <laughs> What? are not in alphabetical order. Saturday, Saturday, alphabetical I've got I've got Saturday's
1: games. Do you want them in alphabetical order? Yes, please. That would really help me with my OCD. They are in
3: alphabetical yeah. order on Score Wardy. If you no click properly. Right, so orders. you
0: peer pressure me out of using SofaScore and now they're going alphabetical. <laughs>
3: Always alphabetical.
1: No, you if you click it properly to change the settings. By round like
2: in There we go. Uh 2-0 Barnsley 2-0
3: Barnsley as well for me. Yeah, I think. I think, mm, Let's be different. 2-1. Barnsley, 3. <laughs> Leighton Orient, 1. Blackpool, Oxford. 2-0 Blackpool. <sighs> oh,
0: God. Um, Yeah. Probably like... Probably like if one he's still or... with
1: us, he hasn't decided yet. I fucking. But... know.
0: Oh, fuck uh... It's horrible. It's horrible. I...
1: No, your phone hasn't died. It's a. <laughs>
0: no,
3: well, oh, are you still taking this sweet <laughs> yeah. house time? To
0: all. Oh, I don't God. even believe it. No, I don't believe it, but I can't. <laughs> to all.
1: I think it'd be fun to try and do the accent like Jakey's done for all of these teams. I'm the going to do that team, for the home
3: team for every game. <laughs> Black... Black Pill 2, Oxford 1. Never go to the north again in your life. That was horrific.
1: They do. They say black don't they? Yes, they I know. Blackpool. But I'm going to
3: teach you how to do it properly. I'm going to go okay, black Blackpool, pool. That's it. Two, Oxford United one. Bit zesty.
1: Ben could be the judge on that. I don't think either of us are anywhere near. But I
3: think I'm
2: closer. Uh, Bristol Rovers two, Burton one. Oh, uh
0: Bristol Rovers one, Burton nil i got to sound like a farmer, ain't you?
3: Bristol Rovers. I reckon we'll I'm, revert. Back I
0: am a
1: massive Rovers fan, right? And I think we're going to do it over Burton. I really do. I really think we've got a chance here, right? So I'm going to say, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking. Charlie's here. I'm thinking like 2 1 Rovers. I could really see 2 1 <laughs> Rovers.
3: I'm going to go for. That's the, terrible. Bristol uh, <laughs> Rovers, 3. Burton, Albion, nil.
0: Let's just take it out of fucking Let's fix the accents. Go on. Cambridge. Cheltenham. 2-0 Cambridge. 2-0 Cambridge as well.
1: 2-1
0: Cambridge.
3: Cambridge United <laughs> 2 Cheltenham <laughs> Town 0. Carlisle Pompey, Ben. 1-0 I Portsmouth. Portsmouth. I don't know. 3-0 Portsmouth.
1: I'm going we'll go for 3-0 Pompey.
3: Carlisle 1, Portsmouth 3. <laughs> Derby,
0: Shrewsbury, Ben.
3: 3-0 oh, Derby. 2-0 Derby. Yeah, 2-0 Derby. You can do this one. Go on. I can because I went to uni there for three years. Derby, 2. Shrewsbury, <laughs> <You> 0. <can do laughs> the this
2: big one, one. one. Seal up Derby. Lincoln, Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, Lincoln, 2. Fleetwood, 0. No, no, no. Lincoln, 0. Oh, <laughs> <Again. laughs>
0: Lincoln, 0. Fleetwood, 1.
2: Oh I'd love it if that
1: happened. That be oh, so Oh, fuck funny. off. We need to
3: fuck <laughs> off. It's not gonna though, 2-0 Lincoln. I'm gonna go Lincoln City three, Fleetwood <laughs> We're gonna ton- we're gonna absolutely tonk somebody. I really hope it's Fleetwood. All right, I can I can
0: feel a Fleetwood win.
3: Northampton Burton, Bolton.
0: Fucking no. Bolton. One
3: 0 Bolton. No, Two nil Bolton.
0: Two one Bolton for me.
3: <sighs>
1: Hey Northampton.
3: Northampton's in the Midlands, so they don't really have an accent. Northampton 1, Bolton 2. Northampton 2, Bolton Wonders 4. Vale, Stevenage. 2 1 Stevenage. One Um 0 oh, 0. 1 0 Portvale, narrow. Pult Vale, three, Stephen. no, that's wrong, no. Pult Vale, one, Stevenage two.
0: Reading, Charlton, Nappers.
3: 1-0, Charlton.
0: Have well, they got a new manager in? Yes, they have. New manager bounce. 2-0, Charlton. Yeah,
1: I can see new manager bounce as well. Reading, one, Charlton, two.
3: I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go Reading, two, Charlton, one.
2: Wow, that is against the grain. Wigan
3: Exeter, Ben.
2: Two one Wigan.
3: Three nil Wigan.
1: One apiece for me.
3: Wigan three Exeter one. Number
0: six.
2: Finally Double Wigan. six. Kill
3: him. Wicker Peterborough.
2: One nil Peterborough.
0: Two all.
3: Oh, I'm
1: going for a two nil Peterborough.
3: Wickham Wanderers 1, Peter B. United nil. Amazing stuff. That's a
0: relief, isn't it?
1: That was good. I enjoyed our hour and a quarter today. It's always
0: fun. fun. Great fun. If you did enjoy it, do what you need to do. Support us over the uh, platform as well. You can give us uh, five-star reviews on Spotify. I believe you can share and like it on itunes as well um or apple music i think itunes yes. is a little while ago now is that am i patreon out of a different era there. as well on patreon you can watch us people sometimes say you know we, we put videos out and they go where is it on youtube well it's not on youtube <laughs> you're gonna have to pay money it to see it us private <laughs> it is you just Favorite. need the link which the you have private. to pay for so yeah so if you are looking to watch us all jokes aside yeah you're uh your we- your monthly, not weekly. God, that be awful. Your monthly subscription will provide you the visuals, and you can watch us. uh Well, watch all the podcasts we've done. This is the twenty second episode, but we've done twenty more before this. You can watch every single one of them. We have actually offer. done twenty
1: one before this, but that's okay.
0: A pigeon. We also do, we also, we've got extras as well. Uh, we've got we got an extra coming extra. up. When's the next um,
1: extra of everybody? Have we planned that yet?
0: No, we haven't. I think we uh, could do a midweek one. We could do a midweek extra. Um, we'll do that soon. But there are extras you can watch. And, of course, every one of these podcasts back. That'd be amazing. And, uh, yeah, see you next week. Ben, see you next week. Enjoyed it. Take care. Tom, you enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed it, Tom?
1: Oh, I think i loved it, mate. In equal <sighs> measure, as I've loved the previous 21, the 22nd has not disappointed. Jake. <laughs>
3: Number twenty-three will disappoint you because I'll be in charge. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, obviously. no, it's been it's been excellent. I've very much enjoyed my uh, my Sunday lunchtime. Now to watch the football, can't wait. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Ciao,
0: ciao.